Somebody says the unfollow button works wonders. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, people are saying getting outside, reviving some meditation practices. Um, so, yeah I, yeah, I mean, I do think there's a general consensus of like, nobody, nobody says, oh, I get on Facebook. And <laughs> <laughs> right? like, nobody says, oh, I obsess over social media. <laughs> like, I just scroll my Facebook feed until I feel even worse. Until I feel better about the world. Like, yeah. I curl into a ball in the middle of the floor and hug myself. Oh, I cry a lot. Um, I, I cried earlier today. <laughs> oh, okay. I was joking, but now you've made it serious. Um, Welcome to episode 98 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brew pint of fine wine or whatever may happen to be in your glass. Of course, you can catch new episodes weekly as the Reverends Shannon Meacham, Ogan Holder, and yours truly, Brian Burkoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens. And often we need a good beer just to get us through. <laughs> Speaking, speaking, yes. <laughs> speaking of speaking of good brews and stuff. Speaking of that stuff, we are we here's a good brew. Wine is a good brew, and we are sponsored by Wink Wine Club. That's W I N C. Features superbly crafted wines delivered right to your door if your state allows. You can try it at trywink.com/ptlive for twenty dollars off your first order and other savings and even better you can have three bottles on us if you want to try three bottles and all you do is pay tax and shipping you can leave us a voicemail 980-PT-LIVE-0 or 980-785-4830 if you don't have letters on your phone shoot us an email info pubtheology.com question you want us to discuss uh, response to things we've said whatever you want to weigh in anyway email or voicemail and you will be entered to get those three bottles on us. We had a funny wink episode at our domicile. Um, I am I am I am living with my girlfriend and my daughter and and she says to me last week, what happened to the wink delivery? We both we both love a bit of wine. She's like, what happened to the wink delivery? I said, what do you mean? It came last week. She goes, where's this week's order? I said, oh, we do once a month. She said, <laughs> where's this week's? <laughs> that is awesome. Said, oh, I said, yeah, we drank all that wine last week. That's like binge watching Netflix. You know, we, we drank right. last week's right. you know, package. But you could you can get Wink delivered as often as you want. For us, it's probably best this once a month. Let us say that. <laughs> So speaking of all of this, we are also giving away three bottles of Wink Wine Club for your sampling at Wild Goose. If you if if you join us live for our recording of our 100th episode, it is July uh, 12th through 15th in Hot Springs, North Carolina. Our topic will be: It is time. Is it time to go beyond faith, finding life and meaning in these dark times? Wild Goose is a gathering of progressive spiritual thought leaders, artists, and activists centered on spirit, justice, music, and art. 
And if you still haven't ordered tickets, get them 25% off at wildgoosefestival.org using GooseCast18, all caps. Excellent. You can also join our conversation on Twitter or Facebook using hashtag PTLive. Well, today we talk about the need for self-care when everything seems to be going to shit. We'll probably- I like that you say to shit, but in the script, you guys, he wrote like symbols. (laughs) (laughs) I censored it on the script, but not (laughs) Not when I read it. I don't, I wasn't sure how to pronounce the symbols. I was like, he's got his own, he's got his own language apparently. (laughs) Yeah, I was just got very amused. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. And so, uh, just, we no. we asked our Facebook users, "How do you take care of yourself amid all the insanity?" And someone innocently replied, "What insanity?" And if you are living in a cave, the insanity referred to is, among other things, the recent uh, example of using the Bible badly by our. Attorney General Jeff Sessions uh, in support of separating immigrant children from their parents and saying, well, Romans 13 says obey the government because God put them in charge. That's some of the insanity that we're talking about. Also weaponizing space and removing ourselves from the UN Humanitarian Committee. But whatever, you know, whatever. Okay, first of all, first of all, (laughs) I will will like to throw a tip in for the weaponizing space and start a program. No. What? That's cool, man. It is not, not cool. cool. Okay, no, not we're not cool. talking about this today. Space actually talking. has peace until we go there and weaponize it. <laughs> okay, like but that's not space. what we're talking about today. That is part of the insanity. That's though. part of the insanity. And I think our first step in self-care today is having a beverage. So what are you guys drinking? Mm. Oh, good Lord. Oh, let me, get, let me get mine up here. Okay. All right, I'm, 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 I'm drinking um, a Bell's Pool Time Ale. Oh, nice. Um, that sounds it awesome. is a Belgian-inspired wheat ale with cherry juice, which I really enjoy, but it is not sour. Most cherry beers are sour, oh. and this is not sour. Um, and we went to the pool yesterday because it was a heat index of like 105. So Exactly. Um, but my nails aren't long enough to open it. So. Oh, that's a breakdown. Um, I'm drinking... What is this? Himador. I'm going to assume that J is an H pronunciation. Himador Agave Nectar. Nice. Lager. Agave Nectar Lager from Mayflower Brewing up here in Massachusetts. Craft brewed in Plymouth, Mass. with blue agave, Vienna malt, and Wakatu hops. So we'll see. We'll see what that actually means because I have no idea what any of that means. I know what agave means, but. Wow. Okay. I laughed at Shannon, but I just cut my nails and now I can't get the candle. <laughs> oh, man. Can fail. I'll use my I, earring. Do you want to borrow my earring? I laughed too soon. Wow. Wow. Brian, what are you drinking? I think we've gone insane. I think yeah. we've all lost our sanity already. I am once again drinking uh, Guatemala's finest, the Cerveza Monterey. <laughs> <laughs> You have cases of that in the shed? What's happening? You're stockpiling beer from Guatemala in the shed. Uh, This is... uh, He found it in the shed. (laughs) That's what happened. Sabor Incomparable? That I can't speak to. It is not comparable? Is that what that is? You can't compare it. Although I would compare it to a Corona. (laughs) (laughs) If you could, what I would compare it to. 
he's stuck you put piling, a lime in it he's stuck piling in case the the space war goes bad and things start yeah. shooting at us from up so there. where's the snl space balls parody sketch with like right and you know i'm just okay. oh this is much hoppier than i thought it would be really yeah but i'll be all right i like Sorry it already see here's my thing with hoppy bears like i can't taste any agave all i taste is the bitterness of the hop mm-hmm. yeah right now all the other flavors are lost on untapped i will give this a two two out of what Five. Five. Are you not an untapped dude? Come on, I, man. I know. I know he's not on untapped. Which would, by the way, anybody who works for Untapped, if you're listening, we're trying to get you as a sponsor. I, I, Ogan and I will check in. We'll get Brian to join every single time we do a pup theology episode. We'll show our badges. So Ooh. yeah, if you are listening and you are un- untapped, you want to do us a solid when you check in. You know, on your check-in, go go sponsor Pup Theology Live. Yeah. Oh yes. Start a, let's start a campaign. Do it, do it. Do, okay. Anyway. Do it. Do it. So, so by the way, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Can I skip to our first question? That's what I was gonna do. I was gonna. Oh, good. So, because one of the things I was gonna say is, is I picked the pool time ale because our first question is, what is your favorite way to beat the heat? And immediately, I had an image of me laying at the pool. I have, a, I have an Instagram photo of this from last year drinking the pool time ale at the pool <laughs> that's it and right i was there. like that was immediately the image that came to me like go to water that is the answer always go yes. to water what do you do you're, you're a creature of habit then mm. um it's well, a really I, good habit <laughs> it's yeah, not I, a bad habit second that I don't like pools, though. I don't like pools. Chlorine, me and the chlorine don't get along well. If it's like, you know, a salt water. Salt water pool, yeah. I can handle that. I think maybe, you know, growing up in the islands, the chlorine thing does not work for me. Um, so your favorite way to beat the heat, to, to kind of follow along with the, the um, response you got earlier about, you know, what chaos. I'm like, what heat? Why are we trying to beat the heat? I welcome the heat. I love the heat. I'm not trying to beat the heat. I'm trying to get the heat here. A little bit more. I kid you not. Two weeks ago, I, I we had to turn the heat on in the house because you know it dropped down. It dropped down. Still in June, it dropped down into you know mid to high forties overnight for like two nights in a row, and we were all shivering. And finally, we had to put the heat on. So right now, today, I think it's like like eighty high eighties. Might be hitting ninety today. I was driving with the top down in the sun. You know. Last week at the conference in Kansas City, again, I'm the only one in 95-degree weather outside sitting basking in it. So I'm not trying to beat the heat. I say bring on the heat. All right. Okay. That being said, I have a fan right next to me. <laughs> right, right here because it is a little stifling in the, in the office. So. And, you know, that, uh, that used to be LeBron's philosophy as well. If you can't beat the heat, join them. Oh, that was bad. That was bad. Was it really? No, it was fine. It was good. It was better. I made a joke yesterday. You want to hear my? You want to hear my like terrible joke yesterday? So we were at the pool. We were we went to a prisoner's house, who's kind of our adopted grandparents and stuff. And so the kids are swimming, and I have this swim bag, you know, that I bring, and and there's these diving sticks, and we thought there were six of them, but there were seven of them because they found one and whatever. And and I said, well, I I said to Derek, I said, I think there used to be eight of them. Because, you know, if they sold them in seven packs, that would be really odd. Oh, wow. But 
However, it would be a prime deal. Oh, <laughs> look at this. What am I missing? He, Wait, what am I, what am I missing? What am I missing? And refuse to speak to me anymore. She's, <laughs> she's dropping digit humor. Oh, odd man? numbers, a prime uh, odd number and prime number. Oh God, Ogan, seriously. Wow. Oh. I'm, I'm a dad joke teller. I am. I'm like the best. Yeah, but that's like granddad joke. That's like another <laughs> level. Up. That's next level dad joke? Yeah. That's granddad joke. That's that bad. All right. Mm, 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 mm. So, All right. No more jokes for you. So we had uh, over the weekend, you know, temps over 90 and it was heat index like 100 and the humidity insane. And uh, we had a uh, air conditioning unit that I'd never used before, a window unit, and I tried to install it uh, in my daughter's bedroom window and then, you know, hope it would filter out to the rest of the house. Well, I didn't realize you need like a support thing under the oh, air conditioner. No. So I have it kind of balancing in there and my wife's like, are you sure that works? And I'm like, yeah, I have it turned on. And then I realized the window opened. Yeah, I plugged wider. it in, it turned on. <laughs> I opened the window a little oh, wider God. and it fell right out the window while oh, it was yeah. plugged in. Yeah. Threaded the cord and there went our air conditioner. Mm. Now that's a Saturday night, Saturday night Live sketch moment waiting to happen. <laughs> it was really Wait, so so what did it hit below? Did it hit anything? So uh, no, it was ha- it's still hanging actually. It's still so Christy runs around to to grab it before it hits the ground. Then I managed. Then she has to lift it up a little. It's kind of a high window, like over her head. I managed to unplug it and I throw the cord out the window, which of course hits her right in the ankle. Oh jeez. Yeah, I was winning that. Uh, you're in trouble, aren't you, right now? Not, like you're not you're, winning. Yeah. So we managed to go to the beach on Father's Day <laughs> and beat the heat that way. And the, actually, like Michigan was very pleasant, 72 degrees, very swimmable. We thought it might be too cold, but it was just right. And then a parishioner hearing of our trials and tribulations brought us a new air conditioner. Aww. Because um, of your stupidity, and they felt bad for Christy. Exactly. Yeah, they had pity not on me, but on the rest of the family who still live with me. Right, exactly. They're and like so anywhere but Brian's room. Now we correctly installed it with a support and it works beautifully. It works great, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, listen, I laugh, but I ain't gonna lie. I never put those things in with supports. Let's see. But the key is that, you know, you gotta, you, you gotta make sure that. But you can't open the window. No, you can't open the window. That top part has really got to. See, our window opens left to right, not up and down. Oh no no no! They oh, won't. Work then, no. Well, yeah. no, they well they can work then, but then you need something to fill the big gap. Right. No, no no right, but you can't right. But what Ogan's saying is you with can up and down balance it with an up and down window. Yeah, you I tried to balance it with a side to side window. Yeah, doesn't work. I take, back, I, I take back what I said. I don't about, think that works as well. About, about supporting Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I so, withdraw my support. Speaking, of, I support Christy in this one hundred percent. So our, our next question is, how do you take care of yourself when things seem to be very difficult in your personal life, uh, as I've just exhibited, your professional life, or in the world at large? You let somebody else install the window units. That's what you do. <laughs> one, get out of the way. But actually, that's, that's one that I do. When things are really rough, like I don't make major decisions. I wait until a little bit of that fog clears. Um, I've been, I've been doing it the last couple of weeks. I've, I'm, I feel like I have, um, a decision to make and there's like 
50 different options, right? Different directions that I could go. And so I tried to like push the pause button on it. So I'm not very good at this, by the way. Mm. Push the pause. I was like, oh, it's, we're right out of school. I have some time next week to think about this. We're not in a hurry to make this decision. I'll wait until next week. And of course I can't do it. Like it's all I found, you know, like right. what should we do and how should we do it and whatever. But, um, you know, just knowing if, if at all possible to like, there's no rush, like the answer will come discernment, prayer practices, you know, all of those kind of things. I curl into a ball in the middle of the floor and hug myself. Oh, I cry a lot. Um, I, I cried earlier today. <laughs> oh, okay. I was joking, but now you've made it serious. Um, <laughs> well, it is serious. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, some, sometimes there's that, there's that emoting too. But I, I think for me, when stuff like this happens, I, I ratchet up the humor. So yep. I, I read funnier things, watch funnier things. Uh, we got some passing poor today, by the way. So mm. speaking of, speaking of funny, distracting things, um, and I also dial down the things that I know can be traumatic for me. So I'll dial down the, um, what do you call it? Handmaid's Tale. Not watching that. Yeah. Kind of yeah. We, have, we can't, or, I can't or, turn it on right now. Either. Or second season of Westworld. I'm not ready to go there yet. Cause I'm just like, you know, the, yeah, the violence, the darkness. Um, I'm not ready for that yet um can't can't go there also when things are, are, are struggling in my personal life one of the things i i i do less now but not proud to say i did was i drink a lot more beer there was that um but also i have this tendency it might be the enneagram nine in me or the introvert in me but i have this tendency to want to withdraw yeah so i make it a personal like effort to connect with the people who know me best and tell them, you know, or if I don't tell them, it's like, when can we hang out more than we usually do? Yep. Um, because I know once I start isolating, then it's like the spiral down and I get paralyzed and then nothing gets done. Um, and so, so there's that, there's, there, there's that my usual spiritual practices of like meditation um, and all that stuff in, in, in so many ways um, I can feel disconnected from those. Um, even though I always say to my people, you know, this is the time you double down on them. Um, so, so when I do that and they're not being helpful, it's like, okay, what else do I have in the toolbox? And for me, it's people and relationships. For sure. I was going to say the same thing. We like, I try to get together with people and talk about life, right? Like our, so for me, that's more of a response to like what's going on in the world. Like I need people, I need to be around people and we don't even have to talk about hard things, but like we can, we can just talk about what's going on. We can talk about the kids. We can talk about right. whatever, just, just let's hang out. Let's, let's, have a drink let's barbecue let's whatever you know just be like, together like let's send our friends depressing articles on facebook messenger like, like, <laughs> like you tend to do yes <laughs> but yes i mean group i do a lot of group texting with people yeah. you know it's processing it's group yeah. processing here, yeah. here, here's where i am at yeah and and not in so much the public you know the absolute public forum one yeah. of the things that i do i will say like i enjoy hanging out with friends as much because I put down my phone during that time. Right. And so I'm not like 
constantly obsessing or watching the same group share the same article the you know this morning i had to put it down because that the audio that audio of the children in the oh my word center and the like and i couldn't i couldn't even handle watching right. the story get shared over and over again right like right and i'm crying and i'm you know and i'm just i'm like i have to put this down i have to go do something I, else i know? have intentionally not watched it like i know that that, that was same that over the edge a little bit. Uh, motorcycle riding helps too. That that's always a good Ooh. thing. To put Driving with the top down, down right? <laughs> or or riding with the top down. Yeah. That, yeah. I'm actually looking. I'm, one of the things I'm looking forward to with Wild Goose is a long car ride. Like every once in a while, a good yeah. long car ride. Yes. Like an audio book or some really great jam. You know, like I'm all about it. Sarah Sarah has constantly been kind of teasing me about my Miata because um, it's a tiny car. And Sunday she drove it um, by herself for the first time. And her response was, I think I'm going to make less fun of you now. That's really a fun ride. Because <laughs> it's really fun. It's a fun ride. Yes. Ryan, what do you do? You do something different? Yes, I'm well, great practice, don't you? I, I mean, <laughs> a little bit like Ogan. I think if I am an Enneagram, it might be nine and definitely have introvert tendencies. So I think I do tend to withdraw if, if things are hard, I don't like to be transparently struggling. So I think like, I just want to be alone is my kind of default. Uh, and I don't know that that's actually self care. Sometimes it is right. Um, maybe I can, you know, binge watch something that I enjoy by myself, which is like sports related probably. Um, and that feels good. Uh, but you know, going to the beach, you know, this time of year, certainly uh is top notch you know we can be at a good beach in 20 30 minutes and that's that's always a refresher kind of like being at the pool you know like life just feels better when you're by the water and you know and my kids are happy always at the beach so that also is a win uh oh you take them with you oh okay <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you I, know. Thought, I thought we were relaxing. Oh, wait, can I go by myself? What a Not all time. of us can just abandon our children, Ogan. Wow. <laughs> but you know, it's like everyone loves it at the beach. I mean, we were all so kind of like stressed out. Sunday was kind of a hard, long weekend. And, yeah. you know, Sunday morning, I felt like I kind of had to rant to kind of get stuff off my chest with everything going on. And, you know, come home and there's no AC because Brian broke it. And, you know, but we went to the <laughs> beach and suddenly everybody is better, you know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that Brian or that Ogan uh, abandons his child. There's a difference between abandonment and her just not wanting to be around you. There's <laughs> listen. He's at a stage we are yet to arrive at. Uh, exactly. I, I straight up abandon her. I'm like, all right, I'm going. See ya. XYZ. I'll see you when I get back. See you. You want to go to the beach? You have a car. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And and you know, for me, I, I think I also could say, well, maybe I'm going to have two or three beers in a row if I wasn't paying good attention or just being lazy, but I'm also developing a, you know, an awareness of, well, you know, how are you going to feel later if you do that right now? And is that self-care or is that just wallowing in pity? And so really trying to make healthy decisions around what I'm consuming as well. If, if you hydrate well, you're going to feel great. <laughs> There's ways to get around this. If you, if you go every yeah. other like vodka and then, you know, just, saying. just don't mix them. Right. Don't mix them. <laughs> Beer before liquor, I mean, never sicker. Liquor before yeah, beer, never beer. As much as like hanging out with people, I have a drink. Like so, as an extrovert, I I still need time by myself to process, and you yeah, know yeah. that's still part of that all of that deal. But 
I, I, I have developed, um, especially when something's going on, whether personally or in the world that's affecting that I'm feeling very, very deeply. Um, I don't, I, I actually do make a choice to not drink when that happens because I, yeah. I think it, it, there is a numbing quality to it yes. and which is fine, except for when I'm alone, like I know that I need that time to feel right. And, yeah, right. and I mean, regardless of introvert, extrovert, nobody likes to be in a bad place and have everybody around them feel that like, like you're, you know, I was thinking about this earlier today. The, the hard part about sharing your burden with people is that, is that even though you feel better by sharing, yeah, like now they're feeling burdened. <laughs> like right. there's, even if you're just giving away like the tiniest sliver of it, you've, you've given that and that's hard. And, and there's a process to all of that. And it's still good. It's still a good process and sharing. And you know what, uh, the, the flip side of that is the flip side of that is if now they're suffering because of what I shared strength in numbers, man, we can all share, you know, you can all share the load. I'm not a, I'm not against people, people you know, bringing people down sometimes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. That out there. I don't know what to do in that. But yes, like I, I mean, I, I, I have learned, I have learned that I need to share my burden because it actually is a good thing to process yeah. out of yourself and, and all of those things. But it is hard for me to know that like, I have just, I feel like I've burned you know I, you know. I kind of joke, but, but how it goes with, I'll, I'll come in, I'll come in with the depressing, you know, crap that's going on. I'll bring everybody down and then feel bad about it. So I'll switch gears to cheer them to up. To cheer them up, and right. And in doing so, I actually kind of cheer myself up with it. Yeah. So, so it's a whole process of, of feeling better by making them feel worse first and then picking, picking them up. We all, we, all, we all have our things. And Brian, you mentioned earlier about uh, you might be a nine on the Enneagram. Uh, there is a way to find these things out, by the way. <laughs> is there? Yeah, yes, yes, there is. So, um, it's, called, it's called the internet. And there's, there's also I've tried. <laughs> I've tried, and I, it's come out inconclusive. Which is, which is why you're a nine. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly why you're a nine. And right. You may not be taking the right test. And I was too lazy to take another test, also a nine. <laughs> he might be right and as we've that. established before, I am the tooiest two that ever tooed. <laughs> oh, boy. There you go. Wow. Wow. So, um, does somebody have Facebook open? What did some of our listeners say in terms of self? All right, let me see. I saw, saw some action so, here. Um, exercise. Oh, yes. Um, exercise was one, which I've, I've, like, I'm, that is something that really helps me. That is the, like, last thing I do, right? Like, right. I am not that disciplined. Um, so it occurred to me that it, I had made, not made the connection. I had a, I had my two top ribs were, like, Got, got displaced a little bit. I was in a lot of shoulder pain. My chiropractor has been, just been like working ridiculously on me the last like eight weeks and I couldn't go to the gym and I didn't put it together that between not being able to go do the weightlifting, which is like my best stress reliever, mm. but not going to the gym, you know, all the crazy headlines and news reports going on. Plus you know, this, this time of year, I mean, four or five days from now, we're celebrating, honoring, observing, 
third anniversary Jennifer's passing. So like this perfect trifecta mm. kind of hit me and I was like just in a funk the last, you yeah. know, and, and I was like, what is going on? Like, this is crazy. And the, the exercise thing, I was like, Oh wait, yeah, I'm not doing that. Right. So I'm, um, I'm finally back in a place where I've been going to the gym the last couple of weeks and feeling so much better. Yeah. And I do, I do. I feel better when I, when I go regularly and, and again, totally admit it's the first thing to go for me when I'm overwhelmed. Like that's, that's the thing that gets passed over. Now, Brian, I'm so, surprised you didn't mention your Frisbee golf. Um, Ogan, I was going to say, I thought you were about to give us a restaurant tip. I thought you were going to say my two top rib joints are <laughs> such and such. And then you went a totally different direction. Although, okay, no, no. My granddad joke was better than that. <laughs> yes, yes, it, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah. That's a great grand um, People also say volunteering helps them, which I, I agree with. Like when I do some mission work, I always, you know. Um, somebody says the unfollow button works wonders. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Who said that? What was her first name? Uh, Jesse. 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 Said well said, Jesse. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people are saying getting outside, reviving some meditation practices. Um, so, yeah I, yeah, I mean, I do think there's a general consensus of like, nobody, nobody says, oh, I get on Facebook. And <laughs> right? like, nobody says, oh, I obsess over social media. <laughs> like, I just scroll my Facebook feed until I feel even worse. Until I feel better about the world. Like, yeah. I, well, you know, uh, I, I think you can, I think we all know the places on social media where we can go to, to get what we need. Mm-hmm. So I, you oh, know, for sure. Yeah. Block some, make sure others show up at the top of your feed. Um, I think, I think we can do both. So, so yeah. Ogan mentioned, uh, Frisbee golf, or as we like to call it disc golf, that is something I, I enjoy and I've got a great course near my house. So it takes me about an hour and a half to two hours to get around in. So you know, for me, that's being out in nature and exercise and doing something I really enjoy. But a good question came from Sean on Twitter. He says, uh, what truly is self-care? Is it something we do for ourselves or do we confuse consumption with self-care? He says, for example, I love baseball. I love to go to Phillies games. But is going to a game truly self-care in the same way going for a long walk is? Mm. So is it just I would, an excuse to selfishly do the things we like? And when, when do we know we're just sort of consuming versus really nourishing ourselves, maybe? Um, two things. Um, I want to say, Brian, you can try to validate it all you want by calling it disc golf. Yell tossing Frisbees around, <laughs> one. Second of all, um, yeah. I, I think... Um, it's a special word, Frisbee, Ogan. It's, it's a, a disc, but you know. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It's not like a CD you're throwing, though. I said frisbee, right? It's a he's throwing frisbees around. I don't know where to gotta get frisbee get without off. a lit. <laughs> get all fancy with it's a disc. It's not frisbee. Anyway, I think I don't know. I've never actually seen one. Look at you. Disc. I might have one. Oh, jump jump into his defense and don't know what you're talking about. It's a frisbee. Give us a site. Uh, uh, what does it got? Right. Very those, thin. Okay. For those the, listeners, what Brian is bringing us is a plate. <laughs> Well, this one's white. Most of them are multicolored, but this is a special one, which has the PDGA logo, Professional Disc Golf Association, mm. just in case you thought this was like... Not Again, a- yeah, I'll just throw in Frisbee's around. It's, Anyways, it's 
I judge, <laughs> I judge harshly. Um, so I would, I would say to that person, um, yes, with a qualifier. So if you're going to go to a baseball game, but you get so emotionally invested to the point where you don't enjoy the game, if your team loses, like you mm. leave angry and angst ridden. No, you, you're not self-caring because you've just stretched yourself out. But if you go to a game and you just love the sport and you leave feeling better than you arrived and you had a good time, yes, that's taking care of yourself. I think, yes, sometimes it is okay to do those things by yourself. I think you should, especially if, you know, the other people in your life don't enjoy it nearly as much, then it becomes, again, a stressful event. Um, I think uh, different things, different, different, uh, what do you call it? different things that stress you out require different responses. So depending on the stressor, going to the game might be the right response. Going for the walk in the woods might be the best response. I don't think self-care is selfishness because when you take care of yourself and you feel better and you are happier, you actually do others a favor. Nobody wants grumpy you all the time. Uh, and I, uh, I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to disagree slightly just to say that like, even if you get invested in a way that you are, I, uh, I love getting so involved in a game and yelling and like getting my anger out getting anyway. So I, I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying, right? Like whether you live and die by some team and mm-hmm. you know, things like that, but but I also do feel like there's a level of, um, you know, sports gives us an out to things that like don't really matter. I don't know. I don't know how to say that, you know, and I, I don't think that's such a bad thing. I, I don't know that self-care is always about feeling good, right? So mm. there are self-care practices that I do that don't necessarily make me feel good as much as. I know like exercise is one of them, right? Like it does make me eventually like, I know it's healthy for me. I know it's good for me, but it doesn't at the time I'm sitting there going, Oh my God, please let this be over soon. You know, like this exercise isn't my thing, obviously, but still, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of different ways. I mean, there, there are all kinds of things that are like, Manny Petties are not self care. You need real. And I'm like, no, somebody like, uh, I'm going to object to that. I'm going to object to that. Like, I love me a pedicure. <laughs> like, don't, like, that is relaxing and soothing. And and I, I think it's so different for so many people. I think that's why it's such a big category. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it's up to, up so to you, if you will. You know? how, have you, how have you guys been self-caring during these last couple of weeks, you know, with all the news of the, you know, immigration issues and then, you know, the, uh, administration, you know, pissing off all the clergy in the world by you know, trying to all drag the Bible into this. Good God. Uh, Franklin Graham is speaking out against this. Like that's right. how bad it is guys. Yeah. Like Franklin oh, how, Graham is like Jeff Sessions is wrong. So, so did, did this, did these last couple of weeks, um, um, make you do something different than your usual self care? Did you ride the wave of the angst? you know, like other people, um, have you, have you been dealing the last couple of weeks with this, you know, kids separated from families, them throwing the Bible under the bus? Like where, where you guys been with that? Yeah, I think it's a good question because I think interestingly, um, 
like the misuse of the Bible can really trigger a lot of us who are clergy and who love the Bible and all of that. But, you know, ultimately, is that the bigger crime than what's actually happening to these kids and these families, which is where our, you know, angst and anger and outrage really should be. So it's kind of like, you know, they're both important. And it's kind of like, for many of us, this is a document, the Bible, that inspires us to act compassionately toward people in the situation that are in, that many are in, and that our government is making much worse. Now you're going to use the Bible, this document that leads many of us to live compassionate lives, and use it to support doing the opposite of compassion. I mean, it, it's just, it's like, it rips your brain apart. It's so frustrating. Okay, I'm going to say the thing that I say shouldn't say. Um, when they pull, when they like misquote the Bible that way, it, it, it makes, it infuriates me, but I finally feel like, okay, this I can say something about, right? Like this, it gives me some sort of moment to say, okay, now I, I, like you've given me fuel. They came into our lane. They, yes, yes. you came in my lane and now I get to say something, there you right? Go. And so all of these, and I don't even have a church that like, oh my God, if you ever speak about politics, right? Like, I don't. Um, But when Jeff Sessions stood up and used Romans 13, and good God, you know, we need Stephen Colbert defending the Bible on the Tonight Show or whatever, or not the Tonight Show, but whatever it is, the Late Show. show. Um, But like, right. And I'm, and, and, you know, and, but I'm just like, finally, so I, I wrote, I wrote a lot last week. Like I blogged more last week than I have in the last three months because it's like, I can speak on this and I can tell you. Yeah. This. Yes. Um, and it's hard and it's terrible and I don't like it. I don't, especially don't like them abusing the Bible that way, but it, I, it is one of those things of at least expose it, at least say it out loud because then I can come back at it. So I feel like a little bit like they've shown me their cards. Um, I think the response online, um, uh, not online, on TV as well, John Oliver, last week tonight, he says uh, his response was, if you're going to be quoting the Bible to justify what you're doing, make sure that you're not breaking so many of the other laws and commandments that the Bible said that it makes it, you know, a moot point, like, committing adultery <laughs> right and all these I and mean, he just went through a whole litany of things um so it's it's and 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 you know in in so many ways that's that's actually the argument that that um kind of got me out of my you know, like traditional evangelical upbringing it's like you're picking and choosing so much right and, you know and and that was my thing too like they found the one verse that you know, again, used to do things like justify slavery, justify so many other other horrors, and they, and they picked that one verse. And and when that happened, my first response, honestly, was like how I sometimes respond to my teenager: How did you think this was gonna end? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Like, did you think you were gonna pull this out and go? Everybody goes like, Oh, oh, oh yeah, there's some biblical reference. All right, we're cool now. Yeah. It's like, wait, right. Carry so on. I was, Exactly. I was just, I was just credulous again. And to your, to your point, which I think the point, all the other clergy, at least like 99% of them in the world are making is that, that yes, that is, 
that is such an isolated and and also misused verse and 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 i think i think we know when we're using bible verses to support something that's not loving that's not compassionate that's not generous that's not you know all all the qualities that we ascribe to god and our divine self we know when we're using those and i i was frankly like like blown away um by when this happened and again i also felt in a way in a weird way like um you know i haven't blogged for a while a lot of and i and i think i was i was talking to a friend about this yesterday i said i think the first year and a half of the trump presidency even back up into the election i i spent so much time and energy responding replying calming people down addressing some of the initial horrors like when the you know the travel ban came out and i rode and spoke to them and so on that i think the last six months for me have been like i'm like i got nothing in the tank right now so i haven't been doing a lot of blogging i haven't been doing a whole lot of speaking out about it and when this came up like you shannon i was like okay so now i can but then i was like you know what i think like everybody else is going to have this covered I don't even need to wait because this one was too easy. Like, yeah. And I, and I actually didn't um, write specifically about that as much as it. Yeah. It just, it gave me something. And I, I want to, I want to read this for people that don't, you know, maybe aren't up on their Romans 13 recently. Um, So Jeff Sessions was in his um, press conference and was asked about separating children from parents when there is there is actually despite what anybody wants to argue there is no federal law that requires this to happen right it's the policy of the trump administration and he quotes romans 13 as the reason for justifying this let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from god and those authorities that exist have been instituted by God, which is very problematic, obviously. Yeah, thanks, and Paul. He, thanks, Paul, right? And he goes on for <laughs> six more verses on, um, on con- what is, you know, rulers and conduct and blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. But then, again, like with all things in the Bible, if this sounds wrong to you, if somebody reads you a verse and it sounds wrong, open up your Bible and yeah. keep reading. Keep okay? reading. Just keep reading because yeah. then just six verses later on eight, nine, and 10, you get this. Oh, no one anything except to love one another. For those who love one another has fulfilled the law, the commandment, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Boom. Preach. So, screw you, Jim Sessions, or Jeff Sessions. Like, right? Like, I'm sorry. Bob Sessions. Bob, Joe, Billy, Joe, Bob. Oh, my gosh. So true. So true. When I read that on Sunday, and it said, uh, you know, list those commands. Then it says, and what other whatever other command there may be. I said, such as separating children from their parents. Right. 
you know, right. I, I whatever felt, law there is. I felt the freedom to add that in by Paul, you know, felt like he gave right. us permission to. And uh, here's, here's, here's one from the Old Testament um, shared, shared by the awesome minister from Holland, UCC. Um, that would be our very own Brian Berghoff. From Isaiah 10, 1 to 2. Oh, yeah. Woe to those who make unjust laws, to those who issue oppressive decrees to deprive the poor of their rights, withhold justice from the oppressed of my people, making widows a prey and robbing the fatherless. Mm. Also, also good. Also and, good. and I think all three of us have kind of shared, there's, there's several kind of memes going around of like, if your question in response to this is, but are they here legally or some form yeah. of that question? We're, we're on two totally different pages, right? We are talking about a moral, ethical, right. scriptural mandate, right? To love our neighbor, to treat them. The gold, every single major religion has the golden rule right. to treat someone as you would want to be treated. And, and I have you, to give that one reporter that stood up to Sarah Sanders, right? Yes. And pushed oh, yeah. her and pushed her. And it is hard to watch. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it is hard. Right? Over and over again. Sarah, you are a mother. How are you okay with this? How can you stand here? And, and it's hard. And it should be hard. This should be hard. And, and, I, and, and I also dig some deep in about the legalities and, and what the actual rule of law is, you know. So... So what the practice has been and what the law actually is, is that, is that yes, when someone comes in, um, crosses the border illegally, if they have children with them, especially if those people have been proven to either be criminals or it's not really their kids, but in all circumstances, what, what in the past has happened is, yes, the parents are processed separately from the children, but then what happens is if there's going to be a detaining in the past, what they've done is detain them all together. Right. So it's, so, so yes, there in the past, there has been that uh, uh, separation in terms of you're an adult. We're going to, we're going to go process you and your paperwork and all of that. This kid's four years old, five years old, six years old, that they don't have any fault or blame here. So we're going we're gonna to keep them over here with the other kids. We're going to process you. But because you guys are an actual family, when, when, when that's done, often hours and same day, then we'll put you all back together and sit you over there so we can figure out what to do with you. So what they've done now is taken this to the next extreme, right? which is we're going to go separate um, and, and process parents over here. And kids, we're going to keep you here until the processing is done. But now what we're also going to do is skip the step of reuniting and holding and just send you into the system. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah. and again, when you actually come out and, and just like brazenly say, yes, we're using this as a deterrent. We're consciously doing this. I mean, that's, that's where you're getting yourself in, in trouble. I love that, you know, all three of the... The, the the last three first ladies uh michelle obama hillary clinton um bush laura uh laura, laura, yeah, laura bush yeah. uh you know came out speaking uh, against this i think very powerful that laura bush did it you know kind of crossing party lines if you will uh i i'm i'm hard pressed to find people who are in favor of this anywhere except the most ardent diehard you yeah. know supporters of, of the president who, I mean, and, and 
this might be the dividing. This might be the thing that says to a lot of the Republicans who have been, you know, kind of going along and supporting to say, okay, now we may have crossed a line here. And, and we're hearing a lot of rhetoric uh, uh, towards that. I mean, if, if Ted Cruz is trying to promote emergency legislation to try and fix I, I this, like, like, you know, you talk, <laughs> you talk about Franklin Graham, here's Ted Cruz trying to do a rightish thing here. You, like, you know, it's bad if Ted Cruz isn't but, on your side. Yeah, and and appropriately right right ish, um, but yeah, right ish. I have a clergy friend who actually blamed the churches that these people are coming from who are entering the U.S. They're like their churches in their home country should warn them not to break the laws of the country they're trying to illegally enter. Oh, no. Actually, blaming. I mean, nope. just yeah. mind nope. blowing. Nope. No, nope. you don't get to pass. You don't get to pass right. off. You don't get to make yourself feel better by putting that on someone else. You don't That's get to do right. it. Unbelievable. And, and, and again, taking a step back and looking at a slightly bigger picture as well, most of the data shows that overall, there are more immigrants leaving the country than coming right. in. They're more scared. Yeah. Yeah. More people are, are saying like this place has gone off the rails. Yeah. It's not what we thought it would yeah. be. Right. We're going back home. Um, and I think that point is, is also kind of getting lost when, when the administration is saying we have an immigration problem. All these people are flooding over the border. Yeah, they are, but they're going the opposite way. Well, but I mean, we, we've never, we've, we've, regardless of political party, we've kept a blind eye to the fact that our food is picked by migrant workers who come here to our farmers pay them very cheaply. We, as, as expensive as it, as it is, we pay too little for food and the demand, you know, like there's, yeah. there's articles right now, the avocado farms in California, just sitting there rotting this fruit rotting because they don't have the migrant workers to pick them. Sure. And, and we get told over and over again, they're taking our jobs. Nobody wants those jobs. Like that's yeah. why that we're sponsoring these people to come over here and pick food for us. It, and it just, it drives me crazy. This idea that somehow they're doing all this harm when the reality is food prices are going to go up. Farmers are going to go out of business like over and over and over again. The effects of this are, are massive. Plus the trade war happening, but don't get me well, started on that. I just, it, it, so, I mean, one of the things I fall back on and, and I had this discussion this morning with somebody, right. Is, is we all of this, right. So we just did it, right. It just gets, it's so big. It's so much, there's so much of it and we can't do anything and we can't do anything. And, and over and over again, I have to remind myself of, I mean, I even said it this morning. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to quit my job to go protest every day in the street? Like, is it. that what's going to do it? Yeah. Right? Am I supposed to rant every Sunday from a pulpit until nobody's left because, <laughs> you know, I, they're hearing the rant on TV 24 hours a day and then they go to church and hear it again? Now, again, there's a way to do it and there's a way to just not do it. Not do it, right? <laughs> the sure. bully pulpit way. Um, and again, I don't, I actually, I do a good rant every once in a while because it just needs to happen, but sure. there it is, you know. Um, what it, What's the response? And, and you know, for me, it sounds really dumb that it just came to me, but I was like, we, we have a Spanish speaking congregation in our building 
if I am feeling scared, if I am feeling this way, if I'm like my, I know what my response is to these children's pictures. Like our church needs to, we do have a relationship with them, but we need to have a special sit down with them for pastoral care to sit there and say, how are you doing? What is happening? Right. We've talked about becoming a sanctuary church over and over again. We kind of already function as one, but maybe we need to take the official steps. And like, that's enough, right? We always talk about this. You can only really affect your corner of the world. And that is enough. And, but I also think we need to give each other permission to say that's okay. That is enough. Cause we can't, right? Like we, we can't, we can't fix it all. And we have to pace ourselves. You know, I've said to people like, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be a long four years. And the fact that we have these four years means it's entirely possible. It might be eight. Let's not kid ourselves because we all said the first four wouldn't happen. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. So, so we I mean, got to pace ourselves. So, so yeah. I, I agree with you, Shannon. And you took, you kind of paraphrase was going to say who's right in front of you and, and what are their needs? You know, in my community, there are not a lot of people that I'm aware of who call themselves Muslim, um, but they are plenty who call themselves, not call themselves, who are gay, who are transgender, right. you know? So when those issues are in the forefront, I, you know, speak to that, c- connect with them, find out what their needs are. So it's, we, I, I think there's, there's enough to go around for all of us to do our own thing and address multiple needs. And to your question about when, when do we rant and what do we do, this is why, especially for clergy, taking care of ourselves is so important because then we can have a clear mind. We can discern, you know, is this issue, because there's pretty much an issue every other day. So right. if, is this an issue we need to hang our hat on and speak about or is it not um and and that only comes from discernment and discernment works best when you're kind of in a clear head and 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 connected to spirit within you and it's hard to connect to spirit when you are super overly stressed and and angry and upset so you know yeah yeah and i i think uh maybe we did this conversation backwards because we started with self-care and then we went into the things the insanity and so my self-care right now is just eating a big bag of hot tamales while you're well, there you talking. go there you go well we can we can end on a lighter humor note with some pass or poor you know Let's do to, it. To, pass to, or poor Let's see what news we missed by looking at the real news. <laughs> right? Exactly. Oh, hey, exactly. So it's uh it's World Cup. Go, 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 go. World Cup's happening now. Go. Exactly. So so we're missing the real headline. We need to get into soccer. Story <laughs> of the World Cup, which sure. is Nigeria banned from taking chickens into stadiums. Do they throw them? Listen, are we, are we pouring? Is that your way of saying you want to pour? Yeah, yeah why, don't you, why don't you pour it? Nigerian fans who are cheering their national Nigerian team. Nigerian fans who have flown to Russia. Flown to Russia. <laughs> Found yes, chickens. that's where the World Cup is. They Missing... buy chickens in Russia? Okay, you can let me read the story now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what are you trying to do here? Okay. I'm so confused. <laughs> then, then let me tell the story. Okay. All right, wow. So Nigerian fans cheering their national team will be missing an important item in their supporters' toolkit, which are chickens. Live chickens are often seen at soccer matches in Nigeria. The fans paint them in the colors of the national flag or in their respective team colors and hold them aloft 
while chanting in the crowd. Okay, so remember yeah. when we're in South Africa, the South Africans in the last yeah. World Club gave us the vuvuzelas. The vuvuzelas. Apparently in Nigeria, it's a live chicken thing. So now the, you know, in where this match is being played, the Russian health authorities are saying we, we can't have live chickens in, in the stadium. That's, that's, you can have chicken fingers, but you can't have live right. Yeah, so you, you, you can't do that. It said, according to safety regulations, not permitted to enter the stadium with live animals. Now, we can direct you to after the game where you want to go buy chickens and celebrate. You can do that, but not during if the... If they brought them in, it'd be a personal foul. I, uh, whoa. Oh. <laughs> he, is, he is on today. Jeez. Jeez. I can't, I can't even. <laughs> oh, no, it's mine. It's... Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bat, so, See, that one wasn't too bad. I'm still going. I got... You know, I'm done. That was fantastic. I got, I got, I got, I got nothing after that. Woo! There's no more to that story. That, that. These are not sacrificed. This is what I need to know. They no, are they, held up. They are painted and held up. Exactly. I'm waiting for like, the heads like to get cut off. Like you put a sign or a flag. Right. Exactly. You paint the chickens. Chickens are being painted. Painted chicken. Which is in, in an, you know, that, that's a cruelty in and of itself. I mean... Wow. We want to pour on this one. Yeah, Here's the next one. A man man arrested after calling police to have his drugs tested. Wait, he called the police? Yes. He to test afraid. his drugs. And this story happens in Florida. Should, should I say more? Of course more? it does. <laughs> I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like I know how this ends, so I'm going to pass. You're going to pass. All right. Okay, we'll no, pass we on that one. And you're I know probably right. Guy, by the way. <laughs> like, right. I know him. <laughs> no, I don't, but still. Here. Here's, here's the next headline. No, do not roast marshmallows over Hawaii's erupting volcano. Oh, my God. What? What is wrong with people? Oh, my word. <laughs> wow. Ryan, I, I think the headline speaks for itself. You know, a lot of these, you just got to read the headline. You just got to read headline the headline. Is, yeah. is enough. Yeah. yeah. So how about this one? Because this one might need some follow-up. All right. Woman gets head stuck in exhaust pipe. And, and it is the exhaust pipe of an automobile. What automobile has an exhaust pipe that large? That big, right? So you want to pour? All right. Yep. Fine. All you right. got us. And the I, and the and this what I what I love about this. So that's the headline: woman's head gets stuck in exhaust pipe. The the following what do you call it? Sub headline. Yeah. Subtext. Quote. Hey, my head could probably fit in that. She remembers thinking. This, this is the false. oh boy. Where is she? So, a Minnesota woman had a Minnesota. memorable time at a music festival this past weekend. But uh, no what was she taking the Florida guy's drugs? <laughs> and that's why I got him tested. <laughs> she was at the. Her name is Caitlin Strom. She was at Winstock Country Music Festival in the town of Winston on Friday. She says, we were just all having fun. I saw this big exhaust pipe, and I was like, hey, my head could probably fit in that. Oh, oh my God. God. So I tried. It did fit, but it didn't want to come back out. Oh, my gosh. Why? Ab- of all... Uh- about 45 minutes, and uh, firefighters had to come use a power a saw. Vat of Vaseline. <laughs> This, this reminds me of, uh, there was a weekend update uh, story on SNL that said, man has sex with tailpipe. It was oh. exhausting. 
It was exhausting. Oh, yeah, there, there you go. So you well, asked see, the question when, when you, but so you, you started with woman gets head, and right? Like if, if the, if the headline was head gets stuck in jail, by right? Me, like that, I know where I go immediately. Yeah. Needless but, to say, of course, she was escorted off the, from the festival. Afterwards. Needless to say. Needless to say, I was going to follow up because, because you're all wondering. Um, what kind of vehicle Brian asked earlier what kind of vehicle so this is this is like a modified of like, course it is. big right. truck with like one of those like massive tail chrome tailpipes um, which she thought I could probably fit my head in okay there. So, so seriously how many times do you walk by something and think I bet my head could fit in that yeah why is that the go-to uh, listen I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> We alluded to it earlier. There were some substances at play here. That that she took the Florida man's drugs, which is right. why he got them tested because oh he then stuck her head in the tailpipe. <laughs> and and, and so, she stuck her head in and found a Nigerian chicken just <laughs> further in. And listen, because they didn't all, have anywhere to play. Hey, listen, like, we've all been stuff. curious about things. I've asked myself some bizarre questions about things that could happen sometimes, but I think the difference is knowing when to actually try the thing out. I think I think but seriously like my head is pretty important to me like I don't go around like yeah maybe she my head fit in that like that is not a question I ask myself maybe there were other body parts she prioritizes over her head I don't know that's that's Uh, clearly clearly. um do we want to pass report on this one Michael Jackson's elephant briefly escapes zoo (laughs) in close (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ow! Woo! <laughs> I remember. I got. Not gonna lie. I'm scanning the headlines and out of the zoo, <laughs> and I just start laughing because there's like so much. Like in just that headline alone, I mean, you're like, when was Michael the last time Jackson's you elephant? Let's start. Elephant <laughs> escaped the zoo enclosure. I should. I didn't get to finish. I didn't say oh, not the zoo. Still oh, in the zoo. Anyways. Um, all right, so we here a dealer's choice. We got either that one or something's a little more, I think, uplifting. Baby born on a French train receives 25 years of free rides. Oh, yeah, we're all on, so we can go with that one. All right, go with because apparently the whole Michael Jackson elephant thing was, yeah, yeah, that was a pass. We all know Michael Jackson, and it's weird enough as it is. I was gonna say. Oh. So a newborn was granted free train rides for more than two decades after his unexpected birth delayed commuters in France on Monday. The France's RERA line announced baby boy would be entitled to free transportation throughout its network until its 25th birthday. His mother gave birth in one of the trains around 11 a.m. on that day and um, travel on the line was interrupted for over an hour. They were baby was safely delivered. Mother and child were cared for by the paramedics. Went to the hospital. Everybody's doing well. My follow-up question is this. Yeah. When are we going to get free rides for um, making the baby on the train? <laughs> um, never. That, that'll be a little harder to prove. Uh, I was going to say. Well, I mean... You know, if they're witnesses. Gross. Just so saying. My, there my, are witnesses. Uh, no, can I get this? Can I get my train ticket validated? Because we just, you know. We just, you know. 
So you know, there's there's a day there's a day in a lot of cities where you go pantsless on the subways. Like it's no, it's a not. nat it's a natural thing. It, the, the next step is right there. No, there's no, it's not. not. <laughs> <laughs> so I do feel like if this was news in the U.S., it would be like baby born on train. You know, Amtrak sues parents for cost of yeah. you know <laughs> delayed service and cleaning of the car. And I'm like, I feel like right. this is, you know, and therefore they have to pay for everyone's rides until that kid is 25. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Between so US. let me ask another follow-up question. <laughs> if this was the standard of, you know, baby gets delivered on some mode of transportation and you get free rides, where would you have your baby delivered? Oh. In a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, free health care. Because then my baby could get anything they need for the rest. Of uh, the I, see, I see what you also. I like you know sterile things and living, but whatever. Listen, listen. Women have been delivering babies for clearly eons in the most hostile conditions. Yes, Otherwise, and a lot of them have died. A lot of them have lived too. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. How about how about on a cruise? Right, you get free cruise rides. There you go. I, I go with that. I would I would pick like an 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 internet an airline that travels internationally. Like oh yeah, that's even better. Airlines or Delta or something, so that you know. At, I, I see as the only person on this that has actually given birth. I think I win. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, we we have well, nothing that, to say. That's clear. You know that went without saying. Okay. <laughs> However, right. yes, there, there we go. That's. I'm see, sorry. I wasn't even a home person, like, and I love my home, but like, please let me do this in the hospital. Well, there you go. There you go. Make sure we have all the eventual or all the equipment for any eventualities. Right. I would like that, please. And drugs. And I would like drugs. There you go. So nonetheless. And and drugs for the dads too, because. I mean, that I'd be okay with. Like, he might have been more useful if he was on drugs. So. Well, there you go. See? All right. All right. So. Probably and true. that's our closing. Probably that, we're, we're, we're done. We ended with smiles. We, you know. Oh, God. Oh, wow. I mean, I'll just say this. Like, I've had to laugh. We have to laugh, right? We have to. We, yeah. You know, that, I, I think that is the main thing that keeps us sane. And, and it's, it's tough at this time because uh, I, I think sometimes we get judged for seeking an escape for for wanting to laugh at things you know these are these are not times we should be laughing is you know stuff i hear people say and and for me it's laughing is what keeps you in these times laughing is the only thing that keeps your keeps your sanity and i think we should entitle the episode michael jackson's elephant uh i will the elephant in michael jackson's room i will digress i will vote no on that Dude, no one will listen you know you're gonna get clicks with that. No, title. you're not. <laughs> Agree yeah. to disagree. Click next or uh, click don't listen to that. Agree to disagree. <laughs> All right. Well, that that Ooh. remains to uh, unfold. But thank you, friends, for tuning in and listening to Pub Theology Live. Hopefully this was a little bit of self-care for you in the midst of all the insanity. And of course, you can listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or iTunes. If you want to drop some stars on us on iTunes, that would make us happy and help others find our show. Drop some stars. 
And you can, of course, watch the video on YouTube or the New Thought channel. And if you want to find a Pup Theology conversation group that meets in your town, check out the official directory at puptheology.com. And we just added a group in the Netherlands, Pup Theology Leiden. So check it out and maybe you'll find one in your neighborhood. Thank you again to our sponsor, Wink Wine Club. That's Wink with a C, who you'll find at trywink.com slash ptlive. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. So so the other thing that pissed me off about the whole Jeff Sessions Bible stuff is, and we didn't really get to this question, but the one you asked about, does the Bible hold less weight than it used to? Stuff like this invalidates i think the overall power majesty wisdom in the bible because you know if if there weren't enough people saying you know crazy christians you know now there's now now more saying it because we're using the bible for this reason and i think i think perhaps that was the thing that upset me the most that you're using this as as that tool and and i think in so many ways invalidating it um and yes i think the response of all the clergy around the world may have restored some of that but yeah Yeah. i i used the example in my message of the bible as a tool uh like a hammer can be used to build a home or it can build a detention center right so i made that analogy with the bible and i said you can't really blame the tool but you can blame the tool holding the tool Nice. Did you actually say that? I did say that. And there were you. some groans. They were like, is this dad done yet? Good for you. Grandpa. 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 <laughs>